buddy. Hey, man. What's happening? Ain't shit. Tight, tight. Yeah, you know. Just out here rocking my longest on. hair ever while you're out here rocking your shortest hair ever. I don't know about ever, but it's shorter than it once used to be. Bro, quarantine cut game strong, bro. Thank you. You looking Thank dapper you. as a Dapper Dan model on the can, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Said it. <laughs> I said it and I don't regret it. I, I meant what I said. I'm getting dickered on this one. And we are. And we are. Oh, By virtue yeah. of the theme, we are. Oh, oh! I just punched my microphone. That's well. not a good start. <laughs> right in well, this shit. Welcome to Podcast Broadcasting 101 with Spencer and Ryan. We'll teach you get how to... Get drunk and punch your mic. <laughs> we'll teach you how to get drunk, yell into your yell into your microphone until it peaks, and knock things around. It's going to sound great. So first thing you want to do, buy, buy a cheap mic, because you never know when you might punch it. No, no, no. In, except in yours and my cases, let's have actually pretty decent expensive mics and also punch those Still punch around. them. Still give them a good whack just to make sure they're they're tough. Are, oh, yeah. You're an expensive microphone. We gonna see. We gonna <laughs> fucking, see. Fucking prove it. Prove it. You can hold up. Yeah, I bet. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down, bro. You already got your, your brew open? Oh, oh bro. my goodness. Listen, oh, my I needed goodness. a shower. What are we here, doing man? here? And I had to get what it started. What are we doing? I had to get right, it started. Well, we, I needed a shower beer. Listen. We may as well lead with it then, I guess. Well, here goes my whole oh, here goes my whole outline for the show I no, had planned. No, no, no. We've got time. I've only taken one sip. All right. Uh tell me your joy, bruv. What's your joyfulness? Oh, sure. What, sure what's sure. what is bringing you up this week as the world does its goddamnedest to bring us down? Um I've got a very specific one this week. I'd love to hear it. So as you may know, I am a, a big fan of Adventure Time. I the do know the television series. I do know it's been uh, it's been required slash recommended viewing for many years, and I have never done it. <laughs> yep, and <laughs> you've yet to listen to me. I have okay. yet to listen to you. So there's a uh, the show ended last year, two years ago, maybe it did. But they are bringing it back in limited fashion with four specials on HBO max. Uh, so when you say specials, is it just like episodes? They're like twice as long as normal episodes. Oh, okay. So it's four 45 minute episodes that are not like sequential. They're just sort of standalone things. That sounds, uh, that sounds promising for fans. Yeah. So I started my, uh, my HBO max trial the other day. Hmm. Found out that only one of those is actually available right now on HBO Max. Watched it, and I was like, well, there's a bunch of other shit in here I should probably watch. What'd you Including find? What'd you all find? Of the studio, all the Studio Ghibli films, uh, which I think is also something I've recommended that you've never watched. Is that like, um, uh, like Spirited Away and shit? Yeah. Uh, so written, I, written and directed by Miyazaki and yeah. produced by... or animated by studio ghibli okay so i i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest and everyone's gonna yell at me in the facebook group and that's fine all right <laughs> i have tried to watch spirited away multiple times and i have okay. fallen asleep every time well watch it during the daytime well i think some one day it was i think it was like a saturday afternoon and i still fell asleep during it 
Well, that's fine. I mean, you're allowed to have bad taste. <laughs> it's, no, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I'm, I'm acknowledging that I've, I'm not, I've tried. I just haven't made it through. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so there are a bunch of them I've never seen, including what is, I think, the consensus second best Studio Ghibli film, Totoro, or My Neighbor Totoro. Is, no, is th- Spirited Away supposed to be the best one? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's the highest rated on IMDb and shit. I think there there's debate, but, like, yeah. IMDb don't know shit about movies. I mean, okay. <laughs> That movie database doesn't know anything about movies. Well, it's they just, just a, it's just a did dumb see, database. Recently it went viral. That was like the like the fifty most rated movies of all time on IMDB, and it was a bunch of like very broy action. Most movies. rated? Huh? Most rated as in have received the most ratings or highest rated? Most rated. Oh, well, that doesn't really mean anything then. That just means movies people have watched the most. Well, it might have been highest rated though, actually, now that I think about it. I can't remember. It was one of the two. Because I would expect the most watched movies to be like blockbuster action films. That makes sense. Mm. <laughs> anyway, th- none of this, find none of this out. matters. None of this matters except that Ryan has bad taste. But hey, I, was, I haven't and, watched them. I have nothing against them. Don't be a dick. <laughs> you just led with, I just can't stay awake during them. Uh, That's not so my I'm fault. Watching, That's the movie's fault. <laughs> Exactly. Keep me up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I watched Totoro. It's it's adorable. It's great. And I'm watching the end credits. And credited with additional voices, because this is the American version, obviously. Yeah. Is Robert Clotworthy, a.k.a. the voice of ancient aliens. Whoa. But it doesn't say, so that made me super happy. But then I was like, wait. What voice is he? Because it's just credited with additional voices. Which is kind of awesome in its own right. Do you think this guy uh, has a cameo? Well, it's an old movie, though, so it would be. Oh, my God. He's got a cameo, bro. Oh, you meant like the. Yes, that thing. Oh, Uh, my God. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) How much? Patreon.com slash what if podcast. If you, you want Robert Cloudworthy to do our new intro forever, you are guessing how much it cost. Oh my God, bro. You are guessing so, how much it costs to have Robert Cloudworthy read something on uh, to us. So I've never done or like looked at the details of Cameo. Is it they'll read anything? Is there like a character limit or a time limit or. Um, let me look really quick. Um, it I mean, says, it's just like a short, like they send you a short video of themselves saying what you want, right? Yeah, that's the premise. So we're talking like a couple sentences or something, like under a minute probably? There does not appear, I'm not logged in right now, so maybe there's more detail once you're logged in, but it, they don't appear to have like a a time limit. Okay. Like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, $125. Well, the good news is 
We can get four Robert Clotworthy cameos for the price that you just named, my friend, because a cameo oh, from it's, Robert it's, Clotworthy it's thirty-one twenty-five costs us thirty dollars. <laughs> Damn! So, uh, well, if you, you need to make a cameo some, account right now. You're about to. Uh, one of us needs to. What is like anybody's going to pay us to say shit via cameo? No, 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 no. We need. I'm saying so we we can order four of them right now. Oh, you're trying to buy Robert something Cloudworthy. from Robert Cloudworthy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not for I us. See. We already do that on our own show. That's fifty dollars. That is true. It says narrator of Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island, voice of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. <gasps> Did wow. not know that. And Jim Rayner wow. in Starcraft and Starcraft Two. Sure. Bro, he also does these from what appears to be a home vocal booth, which of course he has a home right. vocal booth since this is well, probably I mean, a significant portion of his work. That's I think like all he does now. Bro. Responds yeah. in 14 hours, my dude. We could have this tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Bet. I'm so hyped right should now. Should we just make should we do it right now and then make this episode a day late and add his new <laughs> and add to the show? <laughs> voice to the whole thing? Oh my god, amazing. Amazing. So anyway, mine was finding out that the voice of Ancient Aliens voices some character, unnamed character in my neighbor Totoro. And it all comes full circle, you know? Yep. It really does. Yep. Um, all right, so this time was, we're really doing it though because we've talked about getting some from professional wrestlers, which I no, still this, this think is we should way do. Better. But this one is more on brand for us. It's the it's the right price point. The other ones have been like uh, two hundred dollars for like I don't know Ray Mysterio Jr. to say something. No thanks. Thirty dollars for Robert Clotworthy to give us an Ancient Aliens ass intro. It's so inexpensive you can't afford not to buy it. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Um, man, I am on a new uh, I'm on a new kick, bro. Okay, because I got a working leg back and a working bike back, and I have biked yep. uh, almost forty miles in the last three days, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Sick, fucking. Where'd you go? Where'd you go today? Uh, today I went, um, actually just sort of like through Southside, like down the river and then over and like up Minnehaha and then back over. And then I did a couple loops and put about 10 miles in, man. It felt great. Sick. It felt good. Feels good to New move. New bike is holding up. What's that? New bike is holding up. New bike's holding up. All fixed. New legs holding You're staying up. staying upright. New legs holding up. All fixed. Nice. Uh, nice. so yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, I feel like in these times where you're kind of forced to look at the same four walls all day long, mm -hmm. it's never been more important to get your ass out of those four walls. And now that yeah. I'm staring I down mean, the we're barrel, all gonna, we're all going to go completely insane once it's winter, but I was literally just about to now, say, you know, it's hit me that summer is somehow over and it didn't even happen. So I don't know how it's over, but it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so all the more uh, important, I think it is to uh, get out while we can, bud. <laughs> also, I'm buying one of those. Uh, you remember you ever see a Christmas story? No. You, okay. Good I, thing. You, good thing you like, we are not a movie podcast. What's that? Good thing. We're not a movie podcast. Right. Cause 
We uh, ain't seen shit. We ain't seen shit. Uh, do you that like Christmas the name movies? Of our movie do you ever podcast. watch any Christmas? <laughs> we ain't seen shit. That actually would be really funny. I like that. <laughs> uh, have I ever seen what now? Have, uh, what do you like Christmas movies? Do you do you have any like favorite Christmas movies like around the season? Sure. Yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta watch Elf. Gotta. I usually break out Home Alone. Big Home Alone guy. I love Home Alone. Gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. A little Christmas vacation in there every uh, once in a while. Eh, not a fan. Okay. Well, anyway, if, if you like those like classic style Christmas movies, you should see a Christmas story. But there's like a whole joke scene that the narrator's younger brother in it, the way that like the mom dresses him up is in this like full body snowmobile style suit with like sure. onesie with like the zipper up the chest. We A lot of us had them when we were kids uh-huh. in Minnesota. And then, like, it's got a hood pullover, and then she wraps him up until, like, oh, you got his eyeballs on this little kid? Yeah. And all I can think is I haven't had one of those since I was 10, but I think I'm going to have to go to, like, Fleet Farm or, like, Mm. some kind of store and get one for this winter so that I can just hang out outside with people and be like, I don't even give a shit. It's (laughs) it's 74 (laughs) degrees in here (laughs) In, in my snowmobile suit. I'm inside, so I don't even care. Have you ever, uh, are you familiar with the, I think it's Polar. Yeah, their, uh, their wearable sleeping bag that they call the knapsack. I'm fairly certain that's just a fucking, uh, a, a, uh, Snuggie, right? Yeah, except it's a sleeping bag and it's got like a hood and it has on the sides, you can zip your arms out of it if you want. Or you can zip your arms inside. Does it go under your feet or is it open like a dress? It's open like a dress. Tight. So what you're saying is I'm going to buy a winter dress this year. Yeah, exactly. And Ryan, they make them in camo just for you. Oh, a camouflage winter dress. Sign your boy (laughs) up, dude. I'm going (laughs) to. You guys need to Google this. If you're listening to us, Ryan, I'm going to send you an amazing photo. Is it of my new uh, camouflage well, winter uh, dress? Ass. I can't mm, copy image address. That's the one. Give uh, give that a look. It's just a dude looking very sad wearing a camouflage <laughs> fucking oh, it's te- sleeping it's, bag. It's teeny. I got to make it bigger. Oh, uh, hold on. Did you get it? I got an idea of it. It's uh, it's the small cropped <laughs> hold on, version. Hold on, but- hold on. I may have sent you the thumbnail. I think you sent me a thumbnail. Uh, Ryan, while you're looking at that, one of our friends. (laughs) My guy is staring off into the distance and thinking about his choices. He's contemplating what his modeling career ended up being. Why am I? And how he got to that point. Where am I? How did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) What is the soonest I can fire my agent? Oh my uh, god. A Bro, friend of they ours, look fucking sick. I want one. A friend of ours slash uh maybe the most frequent guest of the podcast owns one. Uh, are you avoiding names or No, I was seeing if you could guess which one of our friends owns that. Um it's either Mason or yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Shout, shout out to Eric Mason, by the way, becoming a real ass pilot today. Bro, I literally had the thought today that A, we needed to congratulate him on the show and B, we needed to request that he fly us to shows because we could do shows. Yeah. 
We could do shows in okay. places that we could not normally do shows because we could just have Eric Mason fly us there. So here's here's an idea. Y'all, we're First not fucking all, around. Eric Mason is a real pilot, like a certified private yes. pilot, y'all. <laughs> Patreon.com slash what if podcast so we can buy a plane. But oh! as, <laughs> as soon as painted orange, as soon as we can do things again, uh, Mason is flying us to Memphis to do a show at the pyramid bass pro shops, right? Like slow clap. You're, you're too loud for me to hear you again, but I'm assuming that you approve of this idea. I just slow clapped <laughs> far away from the microphone and sometimes you- Ryan yells so loudly that zoom cuts out. Uh, and by sometimes <laughs> I mean about 50% of the time he says something zoom, unfortunately <laughs> thinks that the volume of my voice is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But the reality is, it is very intentional. Oh, boy. Um, All right. Yo, A, that's a really good idea. But B, what's going to need to happen is I'm going to need all of the Xanax that I can possibly cram into my system. Yeah, you you don't like flying, huh? I don't like flying, and I don't like flying in small airplanes. And so I will need to re up on my prescription and have or a we're couple. Gonna need, or we're going to need a lot more money at, on Patreon so we can buy a bigger plane, a much bigger plane. <laughs> yeah, no. If if we take a puddle jumper to Memphis, uh, Uncle Ryan's going to need to go night night for the whole trip and then wake up at the pyramid ready to well, ride. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. All right, all right, Ryan. We have a, a very special sponsor for this episode. Oh, dip. And that is Flying Machine Brewing Company. Yeah, bro, I think we also have like a, 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 is this a segment? I think we have a segment. We have not, we have not done well, many segments on the show. We have uh, a, a, an episode, a segment of Is It Trash? Oh, sure. Which we haven't done in a long That's time. That's a good but point. I guess, I guess we could lump into that, uh, to that segment. So a couple weeks ago, Maybe it's longer. I don't know. We were trying to figure out a Mountain Dew sponsorship. Spoiler, it didn't work. But well, we didn't even our, apply. Our, but <laughs> our new friend, yeah, it didn't work out because we didn't try. We yes. quit before we started. Um, but our friend Carl at Flying Machine Brewing Company sent us some beers because he claims they're better than Mountain Dew. Now, I'm not sure I believe him. <laughs> So we've got two flying machine brewing beers lined up and we have Mountain Dew Code Red lined up. Ryan, do you have all these things ready? Well, so I I have one beer but I left Did you drink one in your the Mountain fridge. Dew. If you drank your Mountain Dew, I swear to god. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. Don't you don't you worry, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got my I got my precious red missile right here. Don't you mm. even trip. Wait, you um, said you only got one beer, though? Well, my other beer's in the fridge because I didn't want it to sit, but I can go get it. Do you want me to go get it while you explain the rest of the rules to people? Sure. Okay. Go for it. Do it. Okay. Um, I don't know what rules he's talking about. We're going to drink one beer, and then we're going to drink Mountain Dew Code Red, and then we're going to tell you, A, is it trash, and then B, is it better than Code Red Mountain Dew? So we have, um, I think we're going to start with the Plain Arms Lager Beer, as in P-L-A-N-E, Arms. The logo is incredible. It looks like Chuck Tingle designed the logo because it is just a an airplane that instead of wings has arms with giant biceps that it's flexing. 
and and also it's got this like delightfully sort of retro aesthetic to it to complement this sentient airplane this handsome sentient bisexual jet plane yes and i think the aesthetic is delightful and uh it is a it is an ultra premium american lager 5.4 percent all right bottoms up bud here's to our lager beer I don't normally drink that sloppily. I just wanted you guys to know that that was the point where we were drinking. Drinking is happening. Because otherwise it would have been silence. This episode did not end. Mm. That's pretty damn good. It's a delicious beer. I'm not going to front. I'm a big lager guy. That's kind of my go-to. That's a good-ass lager. It's a good-ass lager. It's It's got more meat to it than most lagers do. You know, there's a lot going on there. It's a little heftier. By meat, do you mean like flavor? It's just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just got more heft to it. I think a lot of lagers like are just like kind of light. It's a hefty beer. You know, like a lot of lagers are just like, they're just like, they're throwaways. You just, you take a sip and it's like basically no flavor and it just disappears. And this one's like all kinds of, it's like malty and like nutty, but it's also like pretty easy drinking. It's a good beer. Look, I'm not, look, if you make mm-hmm. shitty beer and you send us shitty beer, we're going to tell you your beer is shitty. <laughs> we're for sure going to do that. This is just not <laughs> shitty beer. It's really good beer. And I would tell you if your beer was not great, but it's good. It's really good. All right. Now we got to, we got to crack open the, uh, the code red for comparison. Can, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Why did we put code red in the middle? I feel like we should have gotten code red out of the way. Well, no, 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 no. He said that the beer is better than Mountain Dew. So we got to compare each of them. You're right. Like we got to do is that. Is the plain then do arms a sip. lager better than Code Red? And then is this other one that he sent us better than Code Red? Okay. So before we take a sip of Mountain Dew, though, I need to say a couple things about Mountain Dew. <laughs> one, <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm drinking some right uh, okay, now. Okay, fine. One, Mountain Dew has caffeine in it, and I have not had a caffeinated soda mm. since I dropped coffee. Oh shit. I forgot about that. I should have gotten you some caffeine-free dew. It's okay. It's all right. I'm going to do it because I, I have reintroduced caffeine into my life via uh, all kinds of teas. So it's not like caffeine oh, okay. is going to like fuck my heart up and I'm going to like be like, oh shit, I'm jacked up and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm also for sure the rest not of the drinking. episode is going to be like listening on one and a half speed. Yeah, dude. I'm also for sure not drinking this entire Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh, no, no, no. Have you seen the fucking <laughs> nutrition facts on this motherfucker? Well, well, right up front, it says 280 calories, which just seems impossible. <laughs> that shouldn't be. It's a 300. What sort of fa- science allowed them to get 300 calories into a 20 ounce bottle? I'll tell you exactly what it is if you look at the carbs the num the amount of sugar in it is 76 <laughs> grams of sugar in one bottle which is 150 152 percent of your recommended what? daily value of added sugar why you're not supposed to like you don't need any sugar why is there a daily recommended value i think there's i think there's an amount is that like of, the limit there's amount of natural sugar versus an amount of added sugar that you are like able to consume in a day. So that's saying you're not supposed to have more than that rather than like, this is how much you should have on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yes, yes. No, I understand the differentiation you're making. Yes, I think that's correct. I think it's saying you are allotted a certain amount of added sugars in your diet on a daily basis, and this single right. bottle is 152% of that allotment. That seems right after taking a sip, honestly. Don't. What they're saying is share this with a friend or it's going to hurt or you. Like, or five. Or five. Or honestly, all right, here we go. Dude, this takes me to, to fucking Halo and Xbox in like basement sleepovers in like fucking middle school, bro. This was supposed to be Baja Blast. Oh. I, don't just take take a sip. It's not it's not good. It smells like grenadine. <laughs> it could be worse. That was a big sip. I mean, go big or go home, boy. <laughs> I tried to find Baja Blast, and I went to a Target specifically that said they had Baja Blast, and they lied to me, and this was the best we could do. Bro, I feel like, I feel like (laughs) there's something in my mouth, dude. (laughs) Well, yes. But, like, it's still in my mouth (laughs) after I swallowed. It's like... Okay, so... I feel like uh, somebody put cherry, like, maple syrup in a bottle and I just Ooh. like swigged it. Mm. So I'm a, for the, the plane arms, handsome, sentient jet plane beer. I'm going to give it a, uh, good job. Oh, you went, you went for another sip. That I took, like, like, a, the I took like an angry sip. I took like, a, I gotta, I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta understand that better sip of the Mountain Dew code red. And, and for code oh. red, I'm going big trash. Oh, you agree? Beer Bro. good. Mountain Dew bad. I'm I'm, a, I'm like I'm like kind of offended Stop personally that this, this is real. <laughs> Why? Jesus, I I remember Baja Blast being kind of good, but if it's this sweet, I'm like, I mean, I haven't oh, had a have, soda it, in a long time, so this is probably like. Dude, it absolutely is. Why do we? Why do people drink this shit? This is ho- people drink this shit like every day. Ryan, Ryan, I don't know if you've noticed, Americans are fucking big trash. <laughs> we are dumb. Bro. We don't care about stuff that we should care about. We do care about stuff that we shouldn't care about. Like, I, like I'm thinking I'm, about, I'm in I'm, danger. I'm, I'm, bro, I'm having a memory right now of the fact that I went to high school with a dude who literally Probably brought, several. What's that? There's only one dude in your school? Many dudes, but this specific <laughs> dude brought a two liter of Mountain Dew to school mm-hmm. every day. Was he like selling shots out of it? No, he drank that shit. Oh, this well, was so like he's no longer with us. <laughs> this was like <laughs> this was like dude's personal like make it through the day beverage. Just gonna send it. That, I feel like that is so corrosive. Like you just don't have insides anymore. You just you're you a hollow, no guts, bro. You are an empty eggshell of a human being because the Mountain Dew ate your body. Hmm. All right. Dang, that's just science. <laughs> All right. I need to right. sip something else to get that out of my mouth. So can we, so, um, I, I agree by the way, one? good, good job is the correct answer to, uh, <laughs> to, to plane arms and, uh, Hey, hit the, um, what the fuck my guy about Mountain Dew code red. What the fuck my guy? Yeah, that is my entire body's reaction to taking two sips of Mountain Dew Code Red. For sure. All right. Do, do you have uh this this T 
teal turquoise joint lined up next? Honestly, the, the aesthetics are hot, Carl. I don't know who's doing your aesthetics. <laughs> the, the aesthetics are hot, Carl? What'd you just say? Carl is a homie, but I did say hot Carl, but <laughs> I was telling Carl that the aesthetics are hot. Got it. Uh, They've so done a great job with the, these beers. We have, the, I don't think he designed them. Probably. Maybe he did. I don't know. He's got uh, input. We've got, we've got the plethora American sour ale with mango, blueberry, passion fruit, and tangerine. What's your normal, like, what's your general vibe on sours? Are you a sour guy? Do you drink sours? Uh, yes. Generally, yes. Sometimes they're a little too intense for me. Okay. I got real. I got really into the uh, rosé beers for a while there, which mm-hmm. I feel are like sort of a sour derivative. Sour adjacent, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it depends. Sometimes they're too much for me. Sometimes they're great. We shall sure. see. Oh, smells delicious. Oh, see, see, you were you were down. You know the deal. You got to smell it. Okay. Okay. Hit him with the button. Hit him with the button. Hit him with the. Hit him with the. Hit him with the well, button. I, I don't want. I don't want to influence you. So oh, okay. You, you okay. Gotta okay. Take a sip first. Ooh, it's a pretty color. Who are you? Wow, that's delicious. <laughs> Yeah, so you know what I like, motherfucker. You know what I like about this? It's um, like I feel like a lot of sours are like we're gonna make you like, like warhead pucker up and like make it taste like. That's like why I don't like them sometimes. Rotten it's vinegar. Yeah, like it's like mm-hmm. it's like rotten vinegar. I don't and want this kombucha. one is. Yeah, and this one is much more like um, it's like a tart fruity sour, not like a like punch you in the stomach and make you kind of want to throw up sour. It's like a very delicious right. flavor sour. I All think, right. I think it's very good, get, bro. Get, get that Mountain Dew back. Oh, God damn it. I don't even, <laughs> I, I remember, bro. I remember I don't know why you took two sips before you knew you were going to have to take another one. I remember, bro. I know, I re- but right, I just, it's very clear in my mind what this experience was. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, I took a sip of the sour beer, and I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet, actually. And then I sat down, and I took a sip of of the Code Red, and it's easily 11 times sweeter. It's like unpack- like, there are like It hits you in, like, waves. Like, the first sip, you kind of get the cherry flavor, and it's okay, and then you just get, Ugh. like, doused in sugar. Dude, I remember... I so I used to work in restaurants. Yeah, put I gotta uh, like physically in, move this away from me. Oh, dude, I just did it again, man. It just I, <laughs> it just is a bottle of grenadine. It's it's just barely yo. Yes, they literally carbonated thicker, grenadine you, and started selling it. <laughs> I was, if it were any thicker, you wouldn't be able to drink it. Yo, it wouldn't be liquid. I was just gonna say it reminds me <laughs> of when I worked in restaurants. Sometimes the CO two would run out, like the mm-hmm. CO two water. Yeah, and this it is would just pure pump, syrup. And it and it and it's like you would you would take a sip of whatever it was, like you were drinking because we would just drink sodas to stay caffeinated through our entire shift. So we drink whatever Diet Coke yeah. or Coke or whatever. 
And like at a certain point, you'd be like, oh, I'm getting mostly syrup. There's either a clog in the line or we got to go change the the uh, the CO2. This tastes exactly like it is. It tastes like a mistake mm. is what it tastes like. <laughs> and that to me is so outrageous that they sell this got to him. people. And they allow right. this to happen. Well, Carl, you are correct. Carl, Your you nailed it, It's significantly better than Mountain Dew. It's, it's, it's delicious. It's significantly better than Mountain Dew. It's better than... I mean... Look, here's the thing. To to be better than Mountain Dew, your beer wouldn't have had to have been great. Because, holy shit, that Mountain Dew experience was horrifying. The bar was very low. But very also, low bar. But also, your beer is very good. So, we'll... Like we'll we'll say that thanks uh, thanks to Carl and Flying Machine Brewing Company uh, for for making us go through this awful taste test, uh, <laughs> but we got some fucking great beer out of it. So uh, here here to y'all. And if any of you guys are ever in Wilmington, North Carolina, or close by, go grab a beer or ten. Yeah, when it's safe to do so. Otherwise, buy it in your local liquor stores around there. All right. Ryan, we have to read an actual ad, and then I have uh, one of the more fun episodes I think we've planned. Better help, better help. Let's tell the people about better help, better help, better help. It is you time guys are, for are better really missing help. out on the choreography that's going up, going along with this. They see uh, they didn't pay they didn't pay for the choreography, bro. But I gave them the choreography that's true. free. That's extra. If there's something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. Heck yeah. And it's not self-help, it's professional counseling, and you can send a message to your counselor at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to leave your house. Convenient as heck. So if you are struggling with depression, stress, anxiety, sleep issues, anger issues, uh, grief, self-esteem, or a whole bunch of other things, go to betterhelp.com slash what if. And as a listener, you can get 10% off your first month. Do it. Go there. Do that. <laughs> Betterhelp.com. Dynamite dropping, but <laughs> betterhelp.com slash what if. 2020. We're all going to therapy. Do that. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. You won't regret therapy. I didn't regret therapy. <laughs> None of us will regret it. None go of get, us will regret it. We we regret flare we. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Right. I have so much, I have so much high fructose corn syrup in my face right now that it's affecting it's totally, my muscles' ability totally to function. The, I can't. It's talk. Totally not multiple sixteen ounce cans of beer. It's the three sips of Mountain Dew, dude. I feel like I no, but literally, I feel like my mouth is glued together with high fructose corn syrup right now. Like it's like a coating in my whole face. Get get some beer in there, lube lube up, bro. I need to I need to clear it. I need to clear it. <laughs> All right, Ryan. In in uh, honor of the NBA playoffs starting yesterday. Oh, you love to see it. God bless the bubble. I have I have a sports based conspiracy for us today. Oh. You love to hear it. And it goes yeah, something absolutely like this. Do. Goes something like this. In the 2017 Eastern Conference semifinals, 
between the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics. I was just going to say, I'm going to need a refresh because I can't even get there. Was Markeith Morris, after being injured, replaced by his identical twin brother, Marcus Morris, for the second game of the series? Oh, what? (laughs) What? So in game one, Markeith Morris goes up for a jump shot, comes down, lands on Al Horford's foot, and rolls his ankle. Leaves the game. Doesn't come back into the game. The next night, or two nights later, in game two, he plays, and he plays the entire game, and he shows zero signs of having sprained his ankle two games prior. Doesn't even have it wrapped. Doesn't have a brace on it. Nothing. Plays the whole game, 16 points, six boards, handful of assists. Markeith Morris has a twin, identical twin brother named Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. They are obviously the same age. They are both listed at six foot eight. Markeith is listed at 245 pounds. Marcus Morris is listed at 235 pounds. So they're same size, basically, same age, look identical. Well, and also. Worth clarifying for those that don't know, they are also both professional NBA players. Oh, yes. Sorry. Marcus Morris also plays in the NBA. Yes. And at the time was playing for Detroit, who was not in the playoffs at the time. Yep. So his identical twin brother, who's also a professional basketball player, uh, had nothing to do that week. His season had ended a couple weeks prior. Right. And was potentially okay. riding with his NBA family through the process of the NBA playoffs, I would think. Wait, huh? Well, what, I just sorry, like, say that again. Like I said, potentially riding through the process of the NBA playoffs with his NBA family. Like, I don't know if I don't know what you mean by riding through the process. Like if you were if you were in the NBA playoffs and I was an NBA player, I would be like. I would be like hanging out with you and like in the same cities you're in oh, and like sure, going sure. to your games and like. So, yes, uh, Markeev and Marcus are even for identical twins, unusually close. They have identical tattoos. Really? Do they their really? Entire bo- no, over way. their entire body, like chest, full arms, everything identical. They have, I think, one that's different, but it's on. Their chest, so it wouldn't have been visible. Right, because it's under the jersey. They live together. They share They share a bank account. They have one bank account between the two of them. No, they don't. They drive the exact same make, model, and color of car. What? And in an interview, their mom said that if they were to get married in the future, their wives would have to be okay with living together. Because they're just like, we're not, because, we're not going anywhere. Right. So they're like one person, two, but two people. Yes. In 2014, they both signed with the Phoenix Suns because they wanted to play together. And they negotiated a single dollar amount for the two of them to play for the Suns. So they negotiated $52 million for the Morris twins. And then they got to decide how to split it up. 
That's fucking fabulous. And I did not know that was true. <laughs> so they got 52 million. They ended up splitting it 32 to Markeith, 20 to Marcus. This was possible because they have the same agent. So the agent was just negotiating for both of them. Bro, what does it matter if the money's going in the same bank account anyway? What the fuck? <laughs> that's what they said. That's what they said. Like, it looked better, I guess, on paper uh, because Markeith had, like, had a better season, right? So hey. to, like, not tank his his value going forward, they gave him $32 million, but they were like, we don't care. It's literally going to the same place. Hey, so we're going to take this bag of money, and we're going to split it into two bags of money, and then we're going to put it back <laughs> into one bag of money. <laughs> like, this is the logic that's what of our this agent process. wants us to do. Yeah, like, what uh -huh. the fuck? Bro. The best part about that is, they so they signed in September of 2014 with the Suns. Marcus, who has not had as good of a career as Markeef, got traded in July of 2015. So they signed both of them. They, they basically wanted to... The Suns wanted Markeef Morris. He was better at the time. Yep. They signed both of them because Markeef said, well, I'm only playing wherever my brother plays. So they negotiated $52 million for both of them, which was like about market value just for Markeef, and then traded Marcus's ass like six months later. <laughs> Bro, I'm a, I'm a big fan, though, of just being like, hey, look, I don't go anywhere without the bro, so <laughs> you can you can cut that bag for me, and you can cut that bag for him, or so the identical tattoos thing is fucking weird. In an interview, uh, Markeith once said a 2013 interview, he said, "quote the the question was something about like, could you guys, you know, replace each other on a basketball court or something like that?" Sure. And Markeef said, quote, we did it before in AAU ball. We switched jerseys on the bench real quick. He had hurt his ankle, but I had fouled out. I gave him a little limp on my way back in like I was hurt and just kept playing. Wow. So they were on the same AAU team. Markeef had fouled out, so he couldn't go back in the game. Marcus gets hurt. And then they swap jerseys on the bench. And five minutes later, Markeef comes in limping like he's Marcus, but playing through a sprained ankle. <laughs> Wow. And that happened in AAU ball. Yes. So, okay, just like, just to like poke a hole or like try to poke a couple holes. Yeah, for sure. The, the there is definitely like a more thorough, like play calling offensive and defensive system thing going on in the NBA. That yeah. like at the age of, you know, 28 after many years with a team and like certain players, I think would be a lot harder to fake than like just like hooping on the same AAU team. But especially in the second round of the playoffs like that, those are pretty that's pretty serious basketball, right? Like coaches like your coach is going to be like, hey, run, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to have to like not look like a complete jag off in the process of running that play. Yeah, I'm I'm sure somebody who understands whatever defensive schemes the Wizards were running in 2017 could be like, yeah, he's obviously played with these guys before. Yeah. And like understands what they're running. Or, I mean, I guess to go back the other direction, like, you know, if these guys share fucking everything together, like, are they watching all of each other's games and they like, He's like, yeah, like I get their system. I know how they play. I know how we play. Like I could, I get what he does when he does what he does. I watch all his footage. Like maybe you could kind of replicate well, it. 
and and I don't know enough about like what schemes are being run in the NBA. Like, is every team really running something unique, or is it like we run this system and you know eight teams do this and ten teams do this variation of it, and like there are only three or four options, or is it really there are like thirty different options, right? You know? And and you could you could like roughly plug in uh like if you needed to plug in to another team you could you could kind of like at a minimum catch the wave yeah or is it possible that like the wizards and the pistons were running fairly similar defensive schemes at the time you know like right. i i don't I didn't watch either of those teams in 2017. And if I had, I probably wouldn't have been able to pick up on it anyway. Right. But it is something to your point about like somebody who was definitely educated in the defensive schemes of those teams, or just like generally the Eastern conference might be able to go. Yeah. They were running something close enough or whatever. Yeah. Um, to your point. So the, the ringer in 2017, uh, who actually wrote this, this is written by Roger Sherman. Uh, wrote an, an article called Did Marcus Morris Sub In for His Twin Brother Markeef? So this is like a thing thing. And, uh, I mean, it, it, had, it got a little bit of traction three years ago. You know, that's the kind of cutting edge content we bring you here on What If Podcasts. Well, Dumb sports conspiracies from three years ago. <laughs> but see, but here's the thing is sometimes they take time to get vetted out and go like, huh, why is that conspiracy still lasting? That's interesting. So in, in support of it, they bring up a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. Um, they, you know, they're very similar. They went to the same college they signed together in Phoenix. They have a shared bank account. They live together, blah, 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 blah. The back can't get over the bank account. dude. <laughs> I mean, when you have that much money though, like also I'm sure they're, they're probably talking like one checking account or something, right? It's not like you sh fully share finances. Probably it's like we have this checking account that is like our day to day spending account is what I would guess. I guess, but what, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> like, no, there's no reason for it. Yeah, that's fucking what I weirdos. mean. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it just it seems like it's just totally unnecessary. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> the ringer brings hey, up uh, Roger Sherman in this ringer article. Yes. I'm sorry. I was just like, hey, bro. I just wanted to uh, just want to check in with you really quick today. I um, I was going to get uh, groceries, and there's a there's a line item in here for. $275,000 at the Lamborghini dealership. I just want to check really quick. Um, my, my car got declined buying broccoli. And uh, I just want to see <laughs> what the fuck you're doing uh, with our money. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why you if you, though, like live together and sh share your lives that fully, maybe it does make some things easier to be like, we're not paying each other back for like utilities and groceries and shit. Like it's just coming out of this one, this one shared account for that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you I, know? I guess like it, at a certain point, you don't really care if somebody buys a fucking Lamborghini out of the checking account. Cause you've got fucking $20 million sitting in there. Well, I mean, it's like, it's the same, you know, I, my wife and I have shared finances and like, we don't run every single purchase past each other and we don't have, a hundred million dollars between the two of us, you know, like we're on a much tighter budget than the Morris twins and we'd figure it out. Right. Right. Anyway, do you boo boo? Uh, the, this Roger Sherman article 
brings up points and counterpoints basically to like in support of or against this. I love it. Give it to me. I want to, I want to so, knock them up or, or knock them up or knock them down. So point, uh, point one is they admit to having done this before, which we discussed the AAU game where they say like, yes, we did exactly this, but in 2013 or in 2013, you said we did exactly this. Yep. Counterpoint. Wait, 2013. People, no, no, sorry. In a 2013 interview, he said, we did this in AAU. Oh, I was like, that timing for AAU can't be right. When did they do this? Okay, no, yeah, no, no. got it, got it. They, got it. they were both in the NBA in 2013. Got it. Um, counterpoint, people say they can tell them apart. People who know the Morrises claim they can identify them. Andy Joseph, who attended Kansas with the Morrises and covered them with Arizona Republic, uh, laid out the ways in which he could identify who, which was which. I've been told that Markeith's hair is thicker and Marcus's face is rounder. Okay. Roger Sherman then says, on the other hand, I say those people are lying liars. They look the same. Stop pretending you're smarter than us. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Got him. I'm a... I'll link to this in our show notes. I'm going to send you a photo real quick, though. Of the two of them with their shirts off so that you can see just how ridiculous these matching tattoos are or not the tattoos themselves, but like how, what a ridiculous extent they went to, to make sure that their tattoos match and how much they look the same. Like I, there's no way if these guys were not side by side that the average person could tell them apart, like maybe their, their parents or something, but. Bro, they're this, about as identical as identical can get. Hey, do you ever see the movie The Prestige? A long time ago, yes. Bro, this is some prestige shit. That's what they've done here, man. They've created their <laughs> lives in such a way where they're like, we can be each other whenever we want to be each other. Uh, on Also in support of this, and uh, that it did have a little bit of uh, traction in 2017, during that game two where Markeith came back and had no signs of a sprained ankle, Bill Simmons tweeted, are we sure that's not Marcus Morris? Can we get a halftime DNA test? <laughs> I mean, bro. Well, first of all, wouldn't a DNA Which with identical twins wouldn't even do anything. I was going right. to say, wouldn't a DNA test show identical DNA? Uh, you know, I was, I was like, okay, so they have some matching tattoos. This is not like some matching tattoos, bro. This is like an intricate, no, no, no. like it's- full like full chest and arm like combo fucking thing. Yes. They apparently have a couple that are different, but would they would not have been visible while wearing a jersey. No, I mean like just so just like all this, their arm and shoulder stuff is identical. Yeah, I mean like y'all, we're talking about like collage pieces that go across both pectorals up into the collarbone and down over the top of like their traps and biceps like it's like full like borderline full body sleeve style tattooing and they're identical from literally i mean i'm I'm literally going like i'm doing one of those uh magazine things where it's like is that the same as that is that the (laughs) same as that with this right now and like i can't literally i literally can't spot a difference in their tattoos right now also it's not like they were side by side right you're just watching one of them play basketball so it would have to be blatant enough that you would be like yeah, that one is obviously 
several inches taller or like that dude is missing a full sleeve that the other one has or something like right whatever minute differences there are i don't think would have registered just watching one of them on tv or even in the arena right also like maybe coaches and teammates and stuff like that what would be more more likely to me is like are their voices different or like do they have pregame routines or like jokes with teammates and shit or like ways that they call things out on defense where the teammates are going to be like, bro, what? We did that yesterday. What do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Inside knowledge you know, that like, would be very hard to pass on. Yeah. Or like longstanding relationships with your teammates, you know? Right. Although. Unless the teammates were in on it. I was going to say, although if there was a understanding here uh, of some sort, mm-hmm that maybe just went kind of quietly understood and not addressed. You could get, you could, then all of that stuff is irrelevant, you know? Oh, uh, interesting. That that complicates it in a different way though, of like the more people that are in on this, the less likely it is to me. Well, there's so much at risk for like, like you risk blowing up the whole collective bargaining agreement for the league and like i'm sure tons of rules would be violated by someone under contract with one team playing for another team like that's super messy totally but also like define in on this like if you're a team who's benefiting aware of from the assumption that you don't really want to challenge (laughs) you're saying you've got plausible deniability as a as a team you go like Huh, Markeith. We thought that was Markeith. Markeith really is looking pretty good today, and I know him and his brother <laughs> are really close, and I'm not really going to be the one to be like, hey, bro, snitch on yourself real quick. Are you your brother? <laughs> like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, hey, bro, glad your ankle's great, and if you're acting a little weird on defense today, I'm probably not going to say you're a whole saying, lot about it. <laughs> you're saying more of a, it's a more of a look the other way situation. Yeah, I'm saying it's like a, they, they probably didn't consult the team and bring everybody together and be like, all right, guys. Don't be weird, but this is Marcus, Markeith's brother, and we're going to hoop today. They are right, probably right. more like, just, huh, Markeith's looking real sharp on the court today for how bad that ankle injury is, which, by the way, yeah. just want to call out quickly, I did pull up the video of the ankle roll. And Pretty as, bad. And as a person who has done a high ankle sprain and been on crutches for months after the fact, I'm going to say... There's no way you're playing two days later. What's that? There's no way. There's no way you're playing basketball two days later, bro. My, especially look, without anything on it. Watch he didn't it. have a. He didn't have a wrap. He didn't have a, a a brace of any kind. He had no limp. Watch, watch this. Watch. I just sent it to you. Watch this video. Watch, watch what happened no, I, to this man's ankle. So I, I watched the entire. Uh, that didn't look good. I watched most of the of game two after he hurt his ankle. Uh, oh, that's yeah, that's way up there too. It's he's not even that's not like a lower ankle. That's like that man put his entire body that, weight over the side of his ankle because he landed. So for that, y'all that are not able to watch this, he landed on his defender's foot and put his whole body weight over the side of his shoe, and he's like, yeah. So your foot, your foot rolls like onto the outside of it, and all that weight gets displaced up your ankle instead of onto the bottom of your foot. Which is what I did off a curb in slide sandals into like a pothole divot. And I almost the next day I I was like, I'm going to tough it out for the night. The next day I was in so much pain. I still thought there was a chance I was going to throw up 
So I had, so I went to the doctor, like this was 18 hours after the fact I went to the doctor and like literally like hop, like, like almost army crawled my way into the doctor. Cause I could put no weight on my foot. I just don't see a way that a grown ass man who's even bigger than I am putting way more weight down over the side of that ankle is able to hoop like nothing 48 hours later. Like, I, I like, I don't know, man. I, like, I don't know. They're, they're definitely, there definitely is a range in terms of like how bad ankle sprains are and how long they take to heal. No doubt. But the low end of that range is not two days. It's like two or three weeks. It, dude. I, I literally and I understand they have like the best medical attention available in the world, but like, you don't come back from a bad ankle sprain in two days, and if you do, you look bad. It's going to be super swollen. You're going to be stiff. You're going to have some, six some sort of protection boards? on it. You're not getting six boards. You're not jumping up he, to get a get a basketball off of that fucking ankle. Anyway, back to our. Uh, I, I agree with you. Points and counterpoints. Uh, point <laughs> in all caps. They have the same tattoos. <laughs> I mean. It is a fair, it's like, it's a fair point. We've discussed it, but it's a fair point. <laughs> uh, counterpoint, Markeef is taller. So this says in this Ringer article by, by uh, I keep forgetting this dude's name, something Sherman, Roger Sherman. Um, he claims that Markeef is 6'10 and Marcus is 6'9, which first of all, there's no way you can tell an, an inch difference not comparing them side to side. Nope. Like that could be a difference of what shoes you wear. I was that just going to say that's a shoe uh, that's a, that's a shoe miscalculation. Secondly, if you go to basketballreference.com, they list them both at six, eight. So that so, could be the, a lot of times organizations to like make their roster look a certain type of way. will list guys more favorably to fit into whatever like role or position they play right. them in. So if they're both listed at six, eight biologically, but somebody plays more four than they play three or more five than they play four. They're going to list you at five or they're going to list you at six ten instead of six, nine or six, right. eight. So I think that's fully within like the, uh, Jesus Christ margin of error for measuring. Yes. A hundred percent or, or fucking Markeith had fucking an inch or a half inch taller fucking, uh, outsoles on whatever he was wearing for fucking picture day. Right. And then the last counterpoint is they have different playing styles. And I think this is, if you really want to try and get to the bottom of this, this is what you'd have to look at is you'd have to get someone who actually understands basketball at the NBA level to say like, would it be possible for someone not familiar with this team and their strategy and their schemes and stuff body language to do to do what that player whether it's Markeith or, or Marcus did that night right so they do play slightly differently um in terms of like Markeith plays inside more uh he's a better rebounder Marcus is a slightly better shooter his shot looks a little bit different. Um, Marcus shot four and a half threes per game, and Markeith only shot two per game in 2017. But Most of that stuff, though, 
is what you're being asked to do in the context of a team. I was it's just, not that they're not capable of it necessarily. I was just going to say, when you're an NBA caliber player, if you're just put in the situation where you're being told you need to do more or less of this, you're a hundred. It's not like you're like, Oh, if you give me the ball, yeah. If you give me the ball at 14 feet, I'm going to shit my pants and like not be able to make a shot. Like, no, like you're, you're everybody in the NBA can shoot. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like, obviously there are varying degrees of that spectrum, basketball players in the world. Right. Right. So, I mean, like I, I agree conceptually and it was like maybe my first objection that, from like playing style or like knowing plays that you would be able to be, you know, proficient at, I could see there being a definite, like, you know, a definite like style difference there. But again, if they knew roughly the systems and knew roughly where they needed to be in the system, particularly knowing how aggressively close they are, it's not like it would be like two different players, from two different teams who are just homies that have to like jump in and be that it's like guys that are, you've got 48 hour, you got a 48 hour crash course and here's what we do on defense. Also that, right, right. Like if you know, like, yo, I'm not going to be able to play this week. You've got to fucking, you got to fucking like, you got, you got to do something like, all right, cool. Let's watch footage on fucking YouTube for the next 48 hours. Um, the one the one thing that I think would be harder to fake in addition to like learning playbooks and, and defensive schemes and shit, their shots don't look particularly similar. And it would be pretty hard in a, in a high-pressure NBA playoff game to try and emulate your brother's jump shot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that to me, as like a casual, I don't understand X's and O's basketball stuff, uh, that's maybe the most damning part of all of this is like, that's not something you could probably pick up in two days and then have stick in, in that high pressure of a situation. So I, I definitely agree. But these guys are fucking weirdos and maybe they're really good at imitating each other. <laughs> There's that. I, I agree, but also I would say too, like, you know, and I didn't watch the game, but like, you know, how particularly for the Morris brothers, like, how many of those 16 points were scored outside of, you know, four feet. Like I bet not a ton of them. And so that's probably a tougher, like, like you wouldn't have as much ability to tell the difference. It's only three or four jumpers or something. Right. If you're talking about three jumpers, again, talking about margin of error, like not everyone's shot is identical every time they pull, particularly for a big man. Right. Who's like, you know, I mean, they're they're pretty good shooters though. Like, yeah, I mean, especially now. Like Mar- Markeef, I I watched him play basketball earlier today. Actually, right. Like he shoots a a bunch of threes now. Granted, it's three years later, and the NBA has changed quite a bit. But I guess what I'm trying to say though is like, what level of analysis would you have to go through to try to prove that that is not being affected by? your defender or by your takeoff or by your landing or by your you know, I don't, I don't positioning think you prove or, it. I think it would be best to like, okay. Yeah. That looks kind of weird, you know, but, but I, that's what I mean though. Is like, if, if there were, even if he had three weird jump shots, I'd be like, well, yeah, I shoot fucking three weird jump shots every fucking <laughs> yeah, 90 seconds. Professional basketball player. No, but I'm just saying like a lot, like a lot of fours and fives in the NBA shoot a lot of weird fucking jump shots too. You know, like, I, I like, I don't know. I'm just saying it, sure. it could be pretty easily dismissed as 
you know, it's it wouldn't be conclusive for sure. It would not. Yeah, it would um, not be a smoking gun. I couldn't find the the full games for either game, but the full highlights for both games are available on YouTube. Uh, it's game one, Wizards versus Boston Celtics, April thirtieth, twenty seventeen, and then game two, May second, twenty seventeen. If you want to see, I think it, it it's one of those highlights that has like every basket basically condensed down to 15 minutes. Right. So you could compare several Markeith Morris jumpers if you want to. Okay. So. Hmm. Yes. Wait, are there any more points there? Does he have any more? Um, the final point is actually the, the final two sentences of the article are on the other hand, in all caps, they have the same tattoos. Yeah. Why would why would you get the same tattoos as somebody if not to commit basket fraud? See, but that's how the article. This asks. is what I'm trying to say is like it's a prestige <laughs> thing, bro. They're like, hey, if we just make so ourselves identical, con? we can do identical things if we need to. Anything is possible, right? So here, I love it, man. It's one of my favorite dumb conspiracies I've ever come across. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. I I think. Okay, I have a couple questions. Yes. I also have one other example that I want to get to before we, we wrap things up. This, go ahead. This is game two? I, I've had two beers and we're in no rush. That's yes. true. We also, I don't know, man. We might have to keep it for the Patreon. Okay, this is game two? Was, uh, the the injury happened in game one. The uh, The suspect game is game two, yes. And this is the Eastern Conference Finals. Semifinals. Semifinals. Seven game series. Yes. How did he play for the rest of the series? That's a great question. Because because if if we're hypothesizing that that was indeed a bad ankle sprain, he probably wasn't back in four days either. That's sort of what I'm getting at. Because uh, I don't know how to quickly find game by game stats for somebody. Yeah, can you Google? Hmm. Are you saying that there might be more evidence to either support or not support this? Yeah, like, is it possible that he had like a fucking banger of a game two days after this awful ankle sprain, but then for the rest of the Eastern Conference semifinals, he was like was trash four and two and one for every single other game. Oh, here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I actually found God basketball reference has it all, bro. They never don't. They're incredible playoff game log. Okay. Uh, game one where he got injured. He played uh, 11 minutes. He had five points, three rebounds. That was a game where he got hurt. Yep. Game two. He played, um, this is laid out weird, 27 minutes. He had 16 points. Bro, I'm sorry. I got to stop six, you for a second. Six rebounds and three assists. Go as, ahead. As a coach, as a coach, if you got a player on your team who fucking hard high ankle sprained 48 hours later, are you playing him for 28 minutes of that game? In game two, it's not even a decisive game, bro. Are you playing him for 28 minutes 
I don't think you well, are. They did, I mean, they did lose game one, so they're in a tough spot already. But yeah, but still, like it's game two, and and he and he no, hurt I, himself forty eight hours later. Are you gonna are you gonna play him for three quarters of the game? I, apparently, I mean, I guess. Or it just Ryan, Ryan, to support your theory, game three, which was now five days removed from the ankle sprain. He played just 18 minutes, had only 10 points, uh, and five rebounds, one assist. So he had by far his worst game of the series, game three, and played the fewest minutes other than the one in which he got hurt. And then his minutes ramped back up until game seven through the rest of the series. Bro. (laughs) I like it. That's a pretty good angle that I hadn't considered. I like it because because that means like you you throw your brother in for one, you give yourself a couple more uh-huh. days of rehab to get your shit together. Ooh. That game was a blowout though. Washington won by 27. So some of that might have been that he just didn't play much in the second half because they were up by 20 plus. Did Washington win this series? They lost in 7 games. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do another thing now. I'm going to go another angle. I'm going to go. I'm going to come at this from another side. Sure. When I sprained the fuck out of my ankle, the resources that were given to me were crutches and like 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. Okay. When you are a professional NBA player and you have pharmacists on deck, you can get cortisone shots you can get like professional ass tape jobs that are hidden underneath socks here's the, here's you can the crazy get, thing though there's nothing visible on his ankle in game two but he could have it's a, just a sock but he could have a full it could be under the sock he could have a full wrap underneath a sock and we would never know Tape, yes. If you're doing like a brace or a wrap or oh. anything, that's not going under a sock. No, no, no. I you're mean, saying tape. I mean a hard. I mean a hard tape job, like a real hard tape job. You could do that for yeah. stabilization. So if you give this dude a cortisone shot and you give him a stabilization tape job, and you give him a fucking like a benzo before the game starts. Well, maybe not before the game starts. <laughs> Might be yeah, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> dude, maybe that's why he was so fucking great, bro. That shot was wet. He was just like benzoed up and just fucking like, just, just, Ooh, just stroking it. The, the, the best, one of the best games I ever had in rec league, rec league basketball, RIP, uh, preach was when I forgot we had a game and got real high at like five o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had like a six o'clock game. And all I did was stand in the corner and whenever I touched the ball, shoot it. And I made like 12 threes that game. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see the homies win, you know, under I probably, any and all I probably gave up about probably gave up about 50 points personally on the other end. Oh, but. my bad. That was my guy. Oh, shit. I think that was my guy. Oh, wait, are we going I'm that trash. way? Oh, shit. No, we're going that way. That's my bad. He just, yeah, actually half of those threes might've been on the wrong basket. Who knows? Who can say? Spencer. You know? This way. <laughs> We're going here. I made 100% of them, but 50% of them counted for the wrong team. That's plus what, minus was zero. That's why y'all got blown out, you know? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, like, I think, that, I think the point I'm making stands that 
we go, wow, that was a really bad ankle sprain. I would never be able to, to hoop on that 48 hours later. And, a, and I think a big part of like the doctor role in professional sports organizations is like, how can we get you on the floor tonight to do your job using any injection, like ice pill, like medical thing we can possibly use in our toolkit to get your ass on the court. Not to mention, we're looking at this through the lens of two out of shape guys in our mid thirties. Yes. Rather than the lens of like one of the most athletic 25 year olds in the world. Yes. Although I mean, that too, I, I agree with you. I agree with you at a high level. Like you are completely correct that we are all of those things, but, but also like a bad ankle sprain can fuck anybody up. And it's not like a, sure. It's not like a pulled muscle where it's like, Oh, like it's like, it's a, it's a it can be a very debilitating injury. Also, one of the things I looked up can be what's that. There's a wide range. There's a wide range. It can be like a month or two, or it can be like, Man, that felt terrible, but if I just keep playing on it, I'll probably be okay. So like, there's a pretty this looked more towards the bad end. But you never know. I'm gonna send you a clip that I found while I was looking to find the actual injury itself, which is an interview with Markeef after game one, where the press asked him about the injury <laughs> and he can, can I just let, let me let me read the headline of this article. Yes. Markeith Morris says ankle sprain versus Celtics, the worst he's ever had. See, that's what I'm saying. What the fuck? He, after that game, that was how he referred to the ankle injury that he had. I'm fully on that was Marcus. Marcus played that game, bro. Marcus played that game. He rehabbed for five, (laughs) six, seven days, whatever it was. He had five days off, yeah. Five days off. And then he had a shit game in game three. Or... Hey, bro, or what are Maybe the, they put Marcus back in game four? <laughs> I mean, right? Just go every other. <laughs> it, like, does it like, oh, if if you got away with it in game two and nothing happened, what what consequences do you have for giving it another shot? Also, I, <laughs> the you doctors probably, are just baffled every other day when, you when probably, a dude with a fully healthy ankle right, walks into the training room. Right. You probably look at each other as bros and you're like, well, look, we got away with it 48 hours ago. You know it better now. You know the schemes better. You know the everything else better. You might as well fucking you, do it again. If you play great in the playoffs, you're going to get a new contract. That's going into my bank account. It helps. It helps all of us, bro. This is for the squad. We're doing this for the family. Some fucking All right, Ryan. Some fucking uh some fucking mob shit. This is for the family. Take him on for the team. An hour and 15 minutes into this podcast, we have to make a quick pivot. It's Marcus, dude. I'm just saying Marcus played that game. No, no. Totally totally agree. <laughs> We're in agreement and we solved it. And he may have played game 4, honestly. I, bro, I got I'm about to go watch these games like right now. <laughs> right? I want to if you sign up for uh, like League Pass or whatever, can you watch old games? I don't know if they put the archives on there. It would be fucking dope if they we, did. That'd be so. If smart. it exists, we should throw some Patreon money at it just to like break down this whole series on on the Patreon this week, dude. Could we hire someone who's like a college analyst to do like Ooh. eight hours of footage analysis and like pay them a hundred bucks an hour with Patreon money <laughs> to do footage Get analysis Carl on the phone? I don't know, bro. I don't know. This actually might be a good idea. 
Carl, who's your video guy? Hey, Carl. Got a job for him. Big, big question for All you, right. my guy. <laughs> You're not busy, right? Hey, bro. Uh, Wolves, so Wolves, in, Wolves so didn't in, make the playoffs this year? All right. I got something for you. Hey, man. So, quick question. In 2017... <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Are you asking you me weren't doing anything, right? So, you were watching the playoffs from home. You, are you asking me playoff questions about four years ago? Yes, big time. Uh. <laughs> okay. So another uh, point in support of this is that twins in sports have replaced each other before. Let's go, bro. This is a movie waiting to happen, bro. Jose Canseco. What has the, an identical has an identical twin named Ozzy? No way. In I don't know when this was. It was after his baseball career. Uh, Jose Canseco. Remember when he was doing that like celebrity boxing thing for a minute? I do. This was probably like maybe eight to ten years ago. Bro, do not tell me he sent his brother to get beat the fuck up in his place. <laughs> No, he did sure not, did. bro. He sure did. <laughs> no, he did not. Jose Canseco had a celebrity boxing match at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in somewhere in Florida. Bro, this is the most baby he, food soft fucking. Yeah, of course, it's Jose Canseco. Hey, that fam. It's a disaster. Hey, bro. Hey, you know, I love you, right? So I'm going to need you to take a brutal ass kicking for me and I'm going to pay you a couple hundred grand. <laughs> So he's he's getting paid $10,000 for a celebrity boxing match. Okay. And half of it was up front and then half was going to be after the fight or like at at the event. Sure. So Jose gets the the 5k up front and then sends Ozzy to the actual boxing boxing match to fight and then collect the second half of the of the 10,000. Bro, I can't. This is so soft. I cannot believe he did this. <laughs> so Ozzy shows up to the boxing match and they give him a check for $5,000 and he says, nah, nah, nah. You got to make that out to cash. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Bro, big, so gr- they figured- big grift energy. I love it. Oh, my goodness. So they figured out what was going on because he. First of all, he asked for the check to be made out to cash instead of Jose Canseco and then took his shirt off and didn't have any tattoos. <laughs> and they're like, time out. Bro, so, also. So clearly the Morris twins learned from Canseco's mistake and they're like, we gotta have we gotta have identical tattoos we gotta if we're gonna pull this up. shit off. We gotta get tattooed. Maybe up. they're planning for their career after basketball too, right? Like we can do twice as many appearances as Markeith Morris. Once we retire. Right, right. Because we can be everywhere at once. See, we can be on two big three teams 10 years from now. There's another big problem here, which is just that obviously, obviously, Jose and Ozzy are not close because Ozzy did not trust that check to go to his brother and then come back (laughs) around to him. They learned about the shared bank accounts, too. They're learning from all of Jose's mistakes, bro. He was like, he was like, hey, fam, my brother's a dick, and he's going to send me out here to get beat up, (laughs) and I'm going to bring him back a check with his name on it. He's going to cash it, and I'm going to never get paid for getting my ass kicked. So make that shit out to cash right now. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, (laughs) Also, where are your tattoos? Yeah, also, did you get laser tattoo removal in, like, the last seven days? So... 
one more thing on this Jose and, and Ozzy thing. So that for sure happened. Amazing. And then uh, unbelievable. Jose also Jose also tried to uh, sue the promoter for that extra five thousand dollars. <laughs> he wasn't he was like, happy. Close enough, get- motherfucker. <laughs> I would have I would have called it good to call getting five grand off of not boxing, but he, he wanted the full ten. Fuck you, man. Uh, it's my DNA too. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Run that DNA test. That was me. So in nineteen ninety, Jose and Ozzy, Ozzy was also a baseball player, they briefly played together on the Oakland A's. Oh. And somebody on Reddit has come up with one of my favorite Reddit posts of all time hypothesizing that they didn't actually both play for the A's. Uh, that it was a scam so that Jose Canseco could hit twice in the lineup for the A's. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, I love this. They played nine games together in 1990. Uh, in the first game, Jose Canseco's playing right field and hitting third. Ozzy Canseco comes in to pinch hit in the eighth inning. So could have been Jose, right? He hasn't right. appeared in the field yet. They're right. not out there at the same time ever. You just get one extra at bat out of Jose. Two days later, Jose is playing in right field again, batting third. Ozzy Canseco is playing DH. Okay. Meaning, for you non-baseball people, he only hits. He doesn't play in the field. Right. So so they're having him... So in theory, uh, Jose could go out there and hit third, and then three batters later, go out there again. Because technically, they don't need there to be two Kensecos on the field at the same time during defense. Correct. Huh. Two days after I enjoy the this next day. Very much, but I feel like it would be pretty obvious to be able to look across the baseball field at the dugout and be like, there ain't no Canseco over there. But the Well, what do you mean? As in while the A's are on defense in the field. No, 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 no. Like they were both there. Like they they for sure called Ozzy up. This theory is that oh. whenever Ozzy was hitting, it was actually Jose. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, so when you saw Ozzy was another, physically there. So when you saw another Canseco, but Jose on the was bench, taking his at bats. Got it. When you saw another Canseco on the bench while Ozzy was up to play, up to bat, Ozzy was just chilling on the bench while Jose was just up there beating ass. Yes. Got it. Love it. Okay, I'm fully on board. <laughs> this is fucking awesome, and I want this to be true so bad. So then the next day, Jose Canseco is DHing, meaning he's not playing in the field. Yep. Ozzy Canseco comes in just to pinch hit in the ninth. Sure. So again, they never overlapped. Right. Ne- next day, Jose's playing in the field. Ozzy's DHing. Two days later, Jose is DHing. Ozzy is playing in right field. The next day, Jose's in right field. Ozzy comes in to pinch hit. So they still, through the first one, two, three, four, five, six games, they've never been in the field at the same time, and they've only played combined one position in the field. The one, okay, 
Yes. The only thing that complicates this, though, is they would have to be subtly switching jerseys in between at-bats. Yes. Yes. Because even though they're Consecos, they got numbers they got to change. Right. But with most dugouts, like the dugout connects directly to the clubhouse. It's or at least to a hallway that's not visible to cameras and fans and shit. It's exactly how you Houston Astros fucking fans got away with fucking taking your buzzers off because Altuve wow. ran to the locker room after the World Series. Temporarily got away with it, yes. Well, the buzzers so, have never been confirmed, only suggested. But. Well, sure. Uh, but also, fuck you guys. <laughs> if you like, If you had a camera on the dugout the whole time, you could, I guess, go back and be like, were they weirdly just going back to a hallway together and then coming out later? Or did they have extra jerseys somewhere? Like, but also, I don't know if that footage exists though, but yeah, I don't think it could even be conclusive though. Cause you got guys going in to take a piss or take a shit or go fucking blow their nose or like whatever all the time. If it were like consistently two hitters before one of them was up or something, like right. you could probably draw some conclusions. Right, 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 right. But I'm just saying like, if like, it would be hard to prove if that you just had players cycling through the bathroom nonstop and they just, you know, and did this it is also everyone. now. This is thirty years ago now. So, what year was this? Ninety. And what year was the celebrity boxing thing? Uh, I think that was like two thousand ten or eleven. Damn. So the Mark the Marcus brothers really did fucking, or the Morris brothers really did fucking so learn. Here's here's the thing. The uh, the Jose Canseco. Let me find the actual date. This was, oh, amazing. First of all, this Jose Canseco theory, uh, or the Jose Canseco celebrity boxing article was written by Aaron Gleeman when he was briefly writing for NBC Sports. Hey, <laughs> shout out Gleeman. <laughs> we, should, we should really get him on to uh, discuss this with us. Bro, honestly, do you think he would? Uh, we can try. Let's go. Uh, so this was, the article's from March of 2011. Uh, and it says Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So this was March of 2011. That the celebrity boxing thing happened. Okay. Um, when did the Morris brothers enter the NBA? Cause I think it was 2012. Uh, or 13. I was, they gonna, were drafted in 2011. I was going to say 11. Yeah. That's literally what I was going to say. Was I think it was 11. Dude, that's fucking. They would have been drafted. Dude, they would have been drafted in April of 2011. That's like two weeks later. <laughs> And they and they had their fucking first tattoo appointment the next week. <laughs> we, oh, fu- we solved it. We fucking solved it, bud. <laughs> we, hey, sometimes we say we're no further along than we were when we started. Not today, motherfuckers. We solved this one. Nope. We got everything figured out. The Conseco twins made a bunch of extremely bold choices and some mistakes. The, the Morris brothers learned from those bold choices and mistakes and made some even more bold choices. And I and made $52 million in the process. And I love all of them for <laughs> grifting all of us because a good grift that doesn't hurt anybody is my favorite thing in the world. Oh man. God bless. That'll do it, bud. That will do it. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to better help. Go to betterhelpcom slash what, if for 10% off your first month of better help, shout out to flying machine brewing company for some Yee. delicious beers that are significantly better than mountain dew by a whole big wide margin. 
Carl, you are the, they trash? Carl, you're the man. Uh, your beers are the opposite of trash, and Mountain Dew is absolutely trash. Uh, and shout out to you all. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for being here. If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you could do it. You can go to uh, you can go to patreon.com slash what if podcast and get an extra episode every single week as well as access to a back catalog of over a hundred episodes of the show you've never heard before for only five bucks a month that's patreon.com slash what if podcast on itunes if you want to leave a review those reviews help us and we've gotten some very nice ones lately for y'all binging during the, Hell yes. the quarantine so we appreciate y'all for doing that at shop.whatifpodcast.com you can get shirts posters hoodies coffee cups fucking shout outs on the show all that shit is available there for purchase at shop.whatifpodcast.com and lastly if you want to get in touch at 612-246-4614 or hi at whatifpodcast.com if you want to send us a note or leave us a voicemail you can do that in both of those situations and we will listen to it and we will read it and we will love it and we will laugh and we appreciate y'all and as always we will see you next week that was fucked that was a bit fucked